Today, Donald Trump announces his 2024 presidential run. Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell maintain their GOP leadership positions, and the missiles that hit Poland may not have been Russian after all. Huh, who'd have thunk it? Only us yesterday. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, today's episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. They've got a really, really great multivitamin as well as uh, supplements to help with sleep, focus, whatever you need, and uh, they taste great. And you know that because it's a gel form, you're getting maximum absorption. You can go to healthycell.com/news. Use code news for 20% off of your first order. I am joined today by the beautiful, the lovely Morgan Zeggers, host of the Morgan Zeggers Show. Of course, appropriately named. We are glad that you are here. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are also joined by uh, Jason Buttrell. Oh, I don't. Okay. I, mean, I know. I thought you were going to joke and make <laughs> it be like, we're joined we're, by the beautiful the Jason. The beautiful <laughs> and gorgeous, feminine, <laughs> elegant, oh, classy oh, 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 oh. Jason Buttrell, chief researcher <laughs> yeah. of the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I would also like to just say... Also former intelligence, because I think that that's going to be an important designation as we get further into the conversation today. Mm. We have a Fed at the table. Just might. Yes. No, no. <laughs> we'll Not that side. We'll <laughs> see about that. Side. We'll see about that. Um, all right. So obviously the big news, the unsurprising but big news now. Last night, Trump announced his 2024 presidential campaign in front of a crowd at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and um, he obviously already filed the federal paperwork required to run for president. Interesting speech. Lots of eclipses that we have. I'm not sure how many we're going to get to. But I want to uh, I, I want to play for you. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ask you guys first. I'll, I'll get mm-hmm. to the clips in a second. I want to ask you guys first your initial thoughts on Trump running and what this means for the country because oh, no. I feel like well, I feel like my like mom and dad are fighting or something because, or in this case, it would be dad and dad, um, because I feel like there's a lot of people who really love DeSantis, really love the way that he's leading, mm-hmm. um, and they want DeSantis to win. And then there are a lot of people who obviously love Trump um, until the day that they die, and they just they can't imagine anyone else running against him. And I'm just over here like I just want to see the primary process play out fairly, and you know, like. Uh, we can see who it is and we can see what state the country is in and i would be happy with whoever actual conservatives determine is the the guy to to run but it's just really frustrating for me to hear all of this bickering back and forth Mm -hmm. over someone announcing their candidacy because it's like again guys like let the process play out the way that it's supposed to play out this is why we have a primary right Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll go first, I guess. But for me, I've been talking for probably the last week or so since we've seen all the bickering online about how multiple things can be true at the same Mm -hmm. time. I think I'm mostly just frustrated by the absolutists that we're seeing. Like, I take it as I'm kind of like low down on in the American political system where I'm just a normal person, a normal voter. And we, I feel, truly think that something is happening in our country. We're worried 
about the future of the Republic. And so to see politics as usual already playing out right before, I mean, it's only been like a week since the midterms, it's kind of mm -hmm. disheartening to see our, some of our favorite people in the movement already getting so negative. Now, that being yeah. said, you can say that there's multiple things true at the same time. Trump did a great job mm -hmm. and it would be nice to see him in office again. Mm -hmm. But also Ron DeSantis kind of filled a gap that for me, I personally say this a lot. Where did Trump go the last two years? I think that's a fair question to ask. And it left a gap. People have been suffering through quite a lot. We've had a lot of issues and he wasn't necessarily there leading us through a lot of those issues. And so DeSantis stepped in. And now I think my biggest frustration is to see people pitching their tent so mm -hmm. aggressively mm -hmm. and acting like the other side is already the enemy. So uh, I, I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm keeping my mouth shut. But I will say last night was kind of fun to watch. It was like the yeah. good old days almost. And anybody real. that thinks, well, I don't want Trump again because it's going to be negative and I don't want to deal with that. I want a more uh, uniting force. It's never going to happen. They're going to call right. whoever is running for office as the Republican, the next Nazi, the next Hitler, the next divisive uh, person. So, Well, and, and that's why it's so frustrating for me. Um, Jason, I want to get your thoughts, but just to add to that, it's so frustrating for me to listen to um, someone who, because again, I love both men. Like yeah. they're they are both great, and I can see them um, both bringing strengths to the position. Also, maybe both bringing weaknesses to the position. But I think that they are both wonderful. And you know, I, I would maybe criticize Donald Trump on something like uh, Operation Warp Speed, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I'm deemed anti-Trump, and I'm like, no, no. Yeah. You should be able to criticize the leaders that you love. In fact, you should, because how do they get better and how do they learn if you're not allowed to say, I really like this guy and I would vote for him, but I don't like what he did here, here, and here, and I'd like to see him do something different. It's what we just did with Governor Abbott. Yeah. Uh, well, I love no politician. Um, unless my wife suddenly decided to run for office, and I would say, okay, I do love a <laughs> politician. A great point. Or my mother, maybe. That's a great point. Um, so I'm not going to fall into the trap of hero worship of either right, candidate, right. any candidate. I'm not, yeah. not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I will think that um, right now we're heading in towards the Admiral Akbar scenario for this uh, primary season, which it's a trap. Mm -hmm. Because what the Democrats would want more than anything is for Donald Trump to run for president. Right. And they won't come out and say that, but they are just like doing this because mm -hmm. they so want him to run for president because they've already launched into the attacks. Mm -hmm. They're going to attack both people and they're going to goad us into attacking this guy or attacking this guy. Do not engage in that. Yeah. Let's just stay completely out of that. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this grudge match for a long time. Not because I think it's just going to be fun to watch <laughs> them both like you know go after each other, but I think it's healthy for conservatism and the right in general. Mm -hmm. I think that, look, we are so lucky to have two great fighters on right, our side. Right. That's the way you should look at this. Yep. Now, there's going to be some slip-ups on both sides, I think. I think. Yeah. I was disappointed when, you know, Trump lashed out on Truth Social, specifically attacking DeSantis. Mm -hmm. um, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I don't I don't want to see that. Right. And the speech yesterday was a lot more in line with which with what I was hoping to see from him initially. Mm -hmm. He didn't didn't really engage in that. And some people said it was a little bit more mild, but I mean, I, I thought it was really perfect for what he needs to do, you know, to push this great debate going forward. Mm -hmm. I just don't the thing I'm worried the most about now is that we're, you know, let's say you're Trump and you're DeSantis, and I, uh, you know, I'm attacking you, then you're attacking him, and then you're starting to see the conservative party going like this, further yeah. and further apart. I do not want to see that. That's what our enemies want. Yep. Don't give it to them. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, I want to play a couple clips from Trump's big speech last night. Um, one of the things that he highlighted was, of course, Joe Biden's COVID mandates. And uh, he said he would get rid of all of these COVID mandates and rehire military personnel who also were fired because of these mandates. Watch. 
I will get Biden's radical left ideology out of our military, and I did. I did. And in the first day, they put it back. They signed an executive order and they put it back. It was gone. We will abolish every Biden COVID mandate and rehire every patriot who was fired from our military with an apology and full back pay. Now, look, I mean, I see people like Alex Berenson on Twitter who already Oof, went out. That Wasn't one tweet. That, yeah. I'm like the cognitive dissonance required. I, I need to, you know what? I'm going to pull it up right now. But Alex Berenson, who, of course, for those of you who don't know, I mean, he has been fighting against massive, massive uh, censorship. The Biden regime has been directly, you know, corresponding with Twitter to censor him over all of these COVID lies that the that the White House was pushing. And he has seen just how, uh, you know, just how authoritarian this administration is firsthand directly to him. They've tried to ruin him. Mm -hmm. And after all of that happens, um, he says, I can't vote for Donald Trump under any circumstance, and I can't leave my ballot blank again. So I will vote Democratic in 2024 if Republicans nominate Trump. Last week showed how many independents feel like this. If the GOP base can't see the truth, it will learn the hard way. And it's like, I can't vote for Donald Trump under any circumstance. Why? Why? Under any circumstance, I cannot vote for this man. Under any circumstance, Joe Biden can do what? Get us into war? Joe Biden can uh, try to ruin him personally? Joe Biden can fire these people for not receiving an experimental injection? Something that this guy has reported on to giant, massive extents, and he still can't get past Trump hurt people's feelings, therefore I can't vote for him because look at his record pre-COVID. I mean, pre-COVID, mm -hmm. everything was good, right? So I just, I, it, it boggles the mind that you could let someone hurt your feelings so much that you would have the audacity to say, as we are in you know, a recession, as we are paying record high prices at the gas pump, as people are struggling to, to feed their families, you're really going to say, under no circumstances, would you vote for Donald Trump? Really? Yeah, I mean, well, that's why a lot of people last night were kind of thrown off by Trump's speech and the tone that he took. They called it boring, but I would say that it was actually really strategic. And so, the yeah. fact that he addressed some of the top concerns that people had, including the issues with the vaccine, he didn't address all of them in uh, like Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, he can't. But He's the fact that he that was one. really strong in his communication of, I will walk back those mandates. There mm -hmm. are problems right now still with the COVID restrictions and the mandates that are especially affecting people that are in the working class. That was really, really strong. And for the people that have kind of been hesitant, saying maybe we do need someone who uh, has a better record with COVID and was able to fight back in a better way instead of kind of complying with Fauci's demands for the first few phases of, of the COVID pandemic, uh, maybe that would be nice. So he stepped up and he handled that concern right away, which I really liked. And then on top of that, the strategy of being very serious, people called it boring, but I would say he was saying, no, I understand how serious the situation is right. in our country. I'm stepping up. You guys say you like Ron DeSantis because he's a more serious version of me. Well, here you go. And so people kind of want the political show. That wasn't the case last night. Another board. It, it really rubs me the wrong way. But I think that that was strategic on his part. Yeah. That, and that's something he's really good at is identifying mm -hmm. the things that voters are really concerned about. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was the only one being as strong on the border back in 2016 mm -hmm. than, than any of them. And mm -hmm. I probably without that 
you know, being so strong on that, he might not have been president. Um, I think this is good, actually. I think this is good that people like Alex are getting this out now because I am concerned for Donald Trump uh, going into this next election. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's probably the only one, only candidate alive that can pull in probably 77 million votes but get the exact same amount of people because they just have TDS and hate him right. to vote against him. Right. One thing that worried me was looking at the numbers from Arizona yeah. and there was an insane amount of independence and like 16% flip uh, Republicans that flipped over just to vote against Carrie Lake, probably because they just did not like that she was a Trump candidate. Mm. I mean, probably. But that's the stuff that we're, we're facing at going into this primary. I mean, as of right now, and you talked about the, the COVID stuff and you know the lockdowns and the vaccine stuff, almost purely off of that, I would vote for DeSantis over Trump in the primary. But if it got to the, but if Trump won the uh, the primary and was the candidate for president, no question yeah, at like, all, you're voting for Donald Trump. Right. That's why I'm like, I, how how much should he break these people that they're like, yeah, we're just gonna watch our entire country crumble to the ground because Orange Man bad. Well, he's so yeah. He, he's got to address these things in the primary, which I think he can do and be effective at it. Mm-hmm. He's got to address Operation Warp Speed. He's got to. He can't just own it and say this was so great. He's got to address it. Yeah. He's got to address supporting the lockdowns. I saw many people on Twitter fighting me over. You know, he's like, oh, he never supported. Uh, yes, he did. There's multiple different direct quotes talking about. Uh, there was this one I just looked up where he was talking about how Sweden didn't lock down, but the other countries in Europe did lock down, and look how stupid Sweden is. And then we saw how that Which eventually didn't started turning. aging well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, no, these things he has got to answer for. And I think he's a great fighter and he can be a good candidate, but he has definitely got it. We cannot have a large number of independents. That scares the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Just going to just vote. They, they voted for Fetterman just because they didn't want to vote for someone that Trump liked for right. crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a walking potato and they <laughs> voted for him. I mean, it's insane. They didn't vote for Carrie Lake, even though I think she's probably the best politician in the country. Hands down, bar none. She's amazing. Yeah. They voted for that stupid right. chick. I cannot believe who didn't even debate for crying <laughs> out loud. Chick. Katie Hobbs, by the way. I want I do want to play one more one more uh, clip here because I, I think that this is very I, I hope that it's important to independence. It should be important to independence who I mean actual real independence and not just like I'm an independent, but I conveniently always vote Democrat. Uh, he said during his speech that he will rid the justice system and the DOJ from corruption, watch. The gravest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. None is greater than the weaponization of the justice system, the FBI and the DOJ. We must conduct a top to bottom overhaul to clean out the festering rot and corruption of Washington, D.C. I mean, uh, ain't that the darn truth? The gravest threats to our civilization are not from abroad, but from within. Yeah, well, and it goes to what you were just saying. There's a lot of things that he has to address. Remember in, what was it, 2020 during the election, he brought the guy with from Johnson & Johnson on stage mm-hmm. with him, and a lot of us were kind of like, what are you doing? Well, because the same day. It just seemed really out of touch with how the base really feels, and mm-hmm. so I hope that he addresses this stuff, but I, I don't know. I personally feel really pessimistic about this, and unless somebody takes an axe to the fourth branch of, of government that we have in the federal level, the, the bureaucracy of all these faceless people, then I don't think we're ever really gonna save the country. So I think mm-hmm. that that's crucial. And if you talk to like the House Freedom Caucus and the guys that are in there, they understand that, but so many Americans don't understand how deep this really goes. So I hope that somebody like Trump could be the person to fix it. Okay, so 
agree with everything he said, mm -hmm. but this sounds exactly like 2016, 2015 when he was saying drain the swamp. Mm -hmm. And the swamp didn't really get drained. Mm -hmm. And it not only did not get drained, but it went up to bite him throughout his entire presidency. They continued to attack him. And even when he left office, it's still going after him. So there's definitely some rot. Oh, everyone can agree that. When the D, uh, DOJ, the FBI should just be uh, either just temporarily halted or just abolished completely. In yeah. fact, abolished completely. Because there's nothing that like local, I mean, every state pretty much has something like the Texas Rangers. They have like the upper end investigations. Texas Rangers could handle the FBI's job in Texas. We don't need the FBI here. Um, but this is something that I, I really think that he needs to hone in on because someone like me is looking at, it's so weird, he said it's like between two, two parents. I don't, yeah. I don't wanna, I really don't wanna fight here. I don't wanna, I don't wanna get involved in that. But me as a candidate looking to vote for somebody in a primary, I'm looking at DeSantis who's not really saying, oh, this is a problem, this is a problem, this is a problem, and writing that into office. He's just writing frickin' executive orders. He's getting it done. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't threaten. Right? He doesn't say, oh, I'm gonna drain the swamp. If, if there's a swamp in Florida, well, I guess Florida is pretty much all a swamp. But anyway, you're not talking about the analogy, not the reality. DeSantis it, could never drain the swamp Yeah, I guess Florida, that's never possible. It's there, it's um, just there. Yeah, um, but anyway, he would just do it. Yeah. He wouldn't talk about it. And that's something that I think we're all so hungry and thirsty for, mm -hmm. is we want real action right now, hit him where it hurts, right there in the junk. Not just talk about kicking him in the balls kick him in the balls yeah but uh, but I, I st I st I'm not saying that Trump can't do that he's just got to say look these are the issues from last the last time this is exactly how I'm gonna do it this time yeah mm -hmm. which uh, by the way I know we got to go to break but I just I find it so funny because Jason so many people like you are like well if it's between Trump and DeSantis in the primary I'm voting DeSantis and it's like DeSantis hasn't even announced yeah like, he oh. hasn't even yeah I'm not oh, saying he's... he's not going to okay. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like we're all talking about it as if that's the race already and Technically, he has not even announced, so I just find it funny. Um, all right, we got to uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Genucel. So um, I am obsessed with Genucel's immediate effects eye cream. So you put it on your under your eyes, and it gives this like very cooling uh, sensation. And then you let it dry, and you put on the rest of your uh, you know your makeup, whatever your your routine is, and it's like putting a filter on your face. If you guys, can you guys show this, This show the before and after. This is, if, I don't know if you guys, yeah, you should be able to see, those of you who are watching, look at those, the eye bags and the, you know, just like the fine lines. And once you put on that immediate effects, I don't know how they do it, but I'm obsessed. So you guys gotta try Genucel in your life. I joke that I'm actually 94 years old but you wouldn't know it because I use Genucel products. Um, 90, but, uh, 92 tops. I, 92 thank tops. you, that is so <laughs> nice. Uh, from now until Thanksgiving, treat yourself to Genucel's most popular package for 70% off at Genucel.com. Right now, every most popular package includes Genucel's Hyaluronic Acid Correcting Serum for free. You can go order at Genucel.com slash Y. It's gonna include a holiday gift set plus free express shipping. That is G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Y. Yesterday, a reporter asked Joe Biden if he could tell them what he knows about the explosion in Poland that we, of course, covered on yesterday's show. And Joe Biden was just like, nah, watch. Mr. President, can you tell us what you know so far about the explosion in Poland, sir? No. Thanks, President. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, y
I mean, you have to admire just like the boldness of just like, no, nah. no, <laughs> I'm not going to give you any further, any conversation about it. Just no. Um, and uh, later he said it was unlikely that the missile was actually from Russia. Watch. Mr. President, it's too early to say whether this missile was fired from Russia. There is preliminary information that contests that. I don't want to say that till we completely investigate. But it, it is, uh, I, 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 it's unlikely in the minds of the trajectory that it was fired from Russia. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Now, um, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because uh, NATO said earlier today that uh, the missile was likely a part of Ukraine's air defense system. Um, you know what, let's go ahead and play that clip, watch. But we have no indication that this was the result of a deliberate attack. And we have no indication that Russia is preparing offensive military actions against NATO. Our preliminary analysis suggests that the incident was likely caused by a Ukrainian air defense missile fired to defend Ukrainian territory against Russian cruise missile attacks. Uh, interesting there, and I would note that Poland's president also called it an unfortunate accident which I find fascinating because we did have, I, I wish we had this clip, I don't think we do, we did have uh, Zelensky himself going on television yesterday. And Jason, you mentioned all of the people who you saw on social media screaming about Article 5, invoking Article 5, which of course would mean that uh, you know NATO is basically involving themselves in World War III. Um, but Zelensky was one of those people who was screaming about Article 5, Article 5, and we need to attack, we need to attack. And here it turns out that it actually was from Ukraine themselves. I heard the, uh, the NATO spokesperson say that just there, that uh, it was likely because of a Russian cruise missile, but I, I didn't hear that there was actually a Russian missile spotted. So do you know why? Like, I'm very confused by that response. So, so I, I, saw the, I saw pictures, allegedly, of the missile in Poland, mm -hmm. um, kind of in pieces. And it was a, it was a Russian-made S-300, which doesn't mean anything to most people, but basically it's kind of like a Patriot missile or some other, like, you know, think of like in Israel, you hear about the Iron Dome, you know, mm -hmm. that shoots down mm -hmm. other, you know, yeah. offensive rockets or missiles. So it kicks off by an automatic radar. So there must have been something that was flying in the area, or at least the missile system thought that something was going into their zone and it kicked off and fired. Um, I, it's amazing to me that Zelensky at the time was saying that. Right. Because I think there's a, there's a, there's a reason why Sean Penn gave him his Oscar, because the guy's <laughs> good in front of the camera and he's good at you know the acting job. Mm -hmm. um, that was very fortuitous that that happened so close together, because it really shows, like I'm not saying Zelensky's not under a lot of pressure, he is, the entire Ukrainian people are. Well, typically you would, are, you would pose for Vogue whenever you're uh, under you, a uh, that's, that's a gimme. Right. That's a gimme, right. okay. yeah. Good, want to um, that up. <laughs> that's what I'm doing if I'm ever a leader. Right. Or if I could ever 
the middle of a really bad war, right. you go and pose for Vogue. Yeah, I just want to be named czar of mm -hmm. something, and I'm going to go pose in a war zone. This is what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it was amazing how he was saying that. He would love, he would want nothing more than for NATO to get involved in yep. this. And it's what he's, it's what he's pushed for this whole time. The entire, and he's, what's crazy is like, so the conflicts like this happened during the Cold War, and we knew the consequences back then. We knew that, okay, that means, that's bad. That means nuclear warfare, right. global thermonuclear warfare, and that's a bad thing. <laughs> so let's avoid it as much as possible. The Soviets knew that, we knew that, and everyone else knew that. So we were always trying to de-escalate. But now, like, all these people that are shouting, like, blue check, I guess the blue check doesn't mark mean, mean anything anymore, but anyway, how it used to be, the defining thing is a blue check mark, they're all like, oh my God, like, we've now NATO will get involved. You know, like, saying it, like, pleadingly. Right. And like, you know, like I said, Article 5, Article, they were all saying it. And I was like, guys, this was not an, uh, an uh, advert attack. Mm -hmm. it, it, we, that's lunacy. We right. know it wasn't. We right. know it was an accident. Right. We know that typically the, the way to go forward now is to de-escalate. But we don't even know if Russia shot it, which now we know they didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm alarmed by how people throw these things out, you yes. know, rushing towards war. I don't know where it comes from. Unless they just want to put, unless they want so badly for Biden to be like, you know how they're always stuck in the civil rights era? They think they're still fighting in the 60s yeah. when all those battles were already won. It's almost like they want to pin Biden as the Reagan confronting the Soviets so they can give him a win or I actually, something. I actually think that that's true because I would, I would say um, the evidence for that is that the same people who were screaming about Article 5 when they thought that it was Russia were like, yeah, well, things happen when they found out it was Ukraine, which, you know, technically speaking, it, you could say the same thing about Ukraine, right? Ukraine uh, sent a missile into Poland. We'd need to attack if, if that's your if that's your uh, that's your principle there. Like, OK, well, we need to attack Ukraine, right? Oh, all of a sudden now, like, well, <laughs> it's just what happens in war. It was an unfortunate accident. Come on, let's 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 not get too hasty here. And it's like, yeah. well, hold on. You guys were just getting hasty when it, you thought it was Russia. And I think that there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, Jason, that they just now they just want to be right. Um, and they want to be tribalistic and they want to make sure that their party is not left looking, you know, like the, the dumb ones when, it, as it turns out, perhaps both of them are bad. Maybe there is no good guy here. Yeah, well, it also shows how powerful it is to have a big bunch of sheeple. And mm -hmm. I mean, the same people that did all of this during COVID and then now are asking for forgiveness. They're like, let's just forget about what we did for the last few years. The same ones that are like accusing people in Texas of book banning and book yeah. burning just for trying to prevent sexual curriculum from being shown to children in schools. The same ones saying the world's gonna end in 10 years because of climate change. Shocker, they mm -hmm. also don't know this important thing about history that a lot of really emotional things can happen but you have to de-escalate like it, what else should we expect from that and so it's one thing after another of like you know they're saying the world's going to end in 10 years from these ridiculous environmental claims but what do we do now when there's actually potential war coming mm -hmm. you have the sheeple pushing us closer and closer with their rhetoric and so that's why again i think that a lot of this goes back to how you educate and raise people in a population and right now we have so many young people now millennials now gen and X and really all generations of Americans who are completely indoctrinated into this system. So it makes me really nervous. Like, I don't think that it's laughable or I don't think they're stupid or silly. I think that these kind of people are straight up dangerous yeah. because of yeah. what it's going to lead to. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. Um, you know, I want to say, even if it would have been a Russian missile that landed in Poland, right. it still would have been an accident. Well, I know, and Wait, that's why you exactly. said it, it wasn't an advertent 
action, right? Like, yeah. if, if it was Russian, it would have been an inadvertent oopsie mistake. So they're willing to grant that to Ukraine, but they were not willing to grant that to Russia. Right. And, and, and that's just never the way that it's, I've never seen the world operate the way it's operating right mm-hmm. now. In 1999, uh, we bombed the Chinese embassy in Belgrade. We bombed it. I mean, blew it up. The Chinese embassy in Belgrade. And I can, I can only imagine if that would have happened today. Oh my gosh, the way people would talk, you know, yeah. and, and ramp this up. We were able to work it out because it was an accident. accident yeah. I mean, but now it's like oh, a random Russian missile strays into Poland and we're like, I don't know, man. I just, it's, it's lunacy, it's, but it also like, with everything involving the left nowadays, yeah. you always have to just look behind the lines, look behind yeah. the, the curtain. Mm-hmm. What's really going on here? Like, right. what are they pushing towards? Yeah. I, I can't claim to really know the answer to that. Wasn't well, it kind of crazy? We have so many people in this country that now we see the story reported. I did not believe it. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Like, I saw it and I was like, okay. And most yeah. people now feel that way. Yeah. Half of them are completely indoctrinated and are like, oh my gosh, time for World War III. We're so excited. <laughs> and then other people are like, on TikTok talk doing dances and don't care at all. So yeah. it's like, what is happening right now? Seriously. That's a really great point. Um, okay, la- last last question I have, and then we got to go to break here. We just talked about Zelensky going on television and saying, like, uh, this is obviously Russia. We got to do something. We got to do something. What are the odds that he didn't know at that time that it was Ukrainian? Sure, there's odds. Sure. I mean, it, it's not very high. But I mean, he could have been given bad information, Mm -hmm. which again, I don't see how, because like I said, these are automated. So there would be a log that showed, oh crap, we shot a missile. Right. That's what, then that's, that's what, where I'm at is like, yeah. And radar shows it. President of Ukraine not know that that had happened previous to him making these statements and pushing for NATO to attack Russia. I I will give some odds out there because there's always crazy things that happen in any scenario, but they are very low and I highly doubt it. And this guy, he's, 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 he's media savvy. He, you know, he had a comedy show or whatever, you know, that's like his background. Mm -hmm. So he always knows how to appeal to the crowd. The crowd right now is the world and NATO Mm -hmm. and there, you know, he, Ukraine is his stage right now and all of us are looking on him and he's performing. Um, but like you mentioned, the, the, these people are dangerous, you know, the, the way they're talking about this stuff. It's almost like he doesn't even acknowledge how dangerous it is. Yeah. yeah. I, it, and, and, be, and, and not to mention, what, did, what was it, just a couple of days ago? We gave them another, like, $33 yeah. billion dollars or yeah, something like that? Yeah, the White House just requested $38 billion more yesterday. So And we're so disconnected from Real, it now. Yep, yep. We just see number after. Yep. I don't know how many payments there are Your at this point. Your eyes just glaze over after yeah. you see that many zeros. Have you seen, there's, like, a disassociation, what happens when you're in an abusive relationship. And I truly believe that the American people are disassociating from the Ukraine stuff, from a lot of the things happening, because 100%. we truly just, like, can't wrap our heads around it anymore. Yeah. It feels really uncomfortable, and we just decide to check Check out. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right, mm-hmm. no, don't say anything else. We have to take a break. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Shut it. Basically, we're Zip in an it. abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, Decision Desk HQ called the House of Representatives for Republicans. So uh, the current makeup right now, according to Decision Desk, is 219 Republicans, 206 
Democrats and uh, Kevin McCarthy, who faced a leadership challenge from Representative Andy Biggs and the House Freedom Caucus, was elected to continue his role as establishment leader of the GOP. I may have added an extra word in there. And uh, he has promised to restore committee assignments that were stripped from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gassar. And he has also vowed to strip Democratic representatives Eric Swalwell, Adam Schiff, and Ilan Omar uh, of top committee assignments. Now, it's interesting because... Um, Speaking of establishment, Mitch McConnell, of course, was also reelected as a Senate GOP leader, and uh, he was fending off a, a challenge from Rick Scott, and he won a vote that broke 37-10 with one senator abstaining. Uh, Ted Cruz and several other GOP senators had called for the vote to be postponed until after the December 6th uh, Georgia Senate runoff, but a motion to do that failed, and last night, Mitch McConnell himself explained why he thinks Republicans lost. Watch. Every one of our candidates knew what they were for, uh, expressed it quite clearly. Uh, it's pretty obvious, and all of you have been writing about it, uh, what happened. We underperformed among independents and moderates because their impression of many of the people in our party and leadership roles is that they're engulfed in chaos, negativity, uh, excessive uh, attacks, and it, it frightened uh, independent and moderate Republican voters. And we saw that, which is why you all recall I never predicted a red wave. We never saw that in a, any of our polling in the states that we were counting on uh, to win. This guy is the worst. This guy worst. is the freaking worst. He did nothing to try to help us secure all of these victories. He pulled money from places where we ended up being very close and could have actually used that freaking money. And he goes out there and talks about independents and moderates, which is fascinating because the big takeaway that I had that I've been seeing from the election was that we more young people than expected showed up to vote for abortion. And that was their and that was their topic. And basically, like white liberal women are the worst part of society and are going to burn the entire country down if we don't stop them. Like that that was my takeaway from all of the analysis that I was seeing. Am I did I did I miss something? Was it was just the brashness of all of these MAGA candidates that that lost it for Republicans? I don't know. I just feel like we're being gaslit right now yeah. into thinking like, oh, it was all your fault, you yeah. crazy MAGA people. Right. <laughs> like you need to sit back down because you're the reason we lost when in reality. I just spent the last year in Arizona and I have never been more impressed with people than in politics than with like Carrie Lake mm -hmm. and Blake Masters and he got completely abandoned by the GOP. It was Carrie Lake who was a leader and said, you know, we're running as a ticket. We're running as a team. And he was at every event. I can't tell you how many times I saw him. He is a businessman, a family man with multiple kids. He homeschools them with his beautiful wife. And they are just a really great example of somebody that I would like to see serving in public office. He got completely abandoned for what? So I think there's a complete dis like a, a, a detachment between mm -hmm. the people in D.C. and the people that actually vote in our party. I don't identify as a Republican at all. Mm -hmm. And to see them immediately, not even a week after the midterms, what do you know? They're back in their leadership positions. They've learned nothing. And here we are again. I don't know about you guys, but I'm frustrated. And it, it just makes me feel frustrated in terms of achieving progress. I would say we all need to become precinct committee people, take over the county GOPs, take over the state GOP, and then maybe have a little impact. But that's a long plan. Well, don't worry, because <laughs> now we've got uh, all of these great conservatives in power again. They're going to, you know, vote to federalize gay marriage. So, yay, Jason. 
on the McCarthy thing, I don't think that's a done deal. So I'm not sure about the Senate side, but I know on the House side that they vote within, you know, the committee or, mm -hmm. you know, within the smaller group first mm -hmm. on who they're going to send up. But then it requires a majority vote on who will actually be the, the, the you know, the leader. So there's still hope that we can get McCarthy out. Probably not for McConnell, but the way he's talking right now, it's very interesting because I think there's a there's a Republican Party that that um, McConnell, that Mitch McConnell wants. There's a Republican Party that Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi want, and Chuck and Mitch McConnell is more than willing to, you know, work with them to mold the GOP in that how that is. And what that basically is is it's the little brother to the big brother, um, and your big brother's a bully, and that's the Democrat Party. Um, the way that McConnell has worked on this is, I mean, so this is how the Democrats see politics right now. You will capitulate, I will make you capitulate, and we will fight this until you capitulate. Um, mm -hmm. The Republican Party still under, like, Mitch McConnell is like, okay, you know, what, you know, what do you want us to do again? You know, like, okay, we'll give you all this if we can get this one insignificant thing. That's gone. Um, I am disappointed in the way the midterms, you know, went out. Basically... What it appears to be is that we are so heavily balkanized that there are people like me that, look, I'm not, maybe back in the day I'd be willing to reach across the aisle and say, work with us so we can work with you. No, I'm not working with you anymore. I'm not working with you when you want to, like, make it nationally legal to sexually, you know, to mutilate, you know, children. Uh, I'm not willing to work with you on that or put pornography in schools. I'm not willing to work with you on that. In fact, I just completely disown you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm willing to balkanize and just go as, you know, in the reddest possible spot in the country, and I'm going to plant my flag there with other like-minded people who've also planted their flags. Yeah. But apparently the blues, the blues are doing the same thing yeah. because they voted for Fetterman. You right. know, people like that, they obviously don't care about the candidate. Right. They just want to make that area as blue as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when that's going to switch, but I think that there is a monumental shift in how the Republican Party is right now. You still have some people that don't want to piss the other side off or that want to be friends with, you know, people that, you know, think so differently than people they do. Who, no, people who hate them, let's be clear. The yeah. people that hate them. Right. You're yeah. exactly right. But then there's people like me that, no, I'm done with that. Yeah. So you, yeah. so the Republican Party either shifts to how I think, or I'm just going to fully go on and not be libertarian-ish and full-on libertarian, you know, yeah. and move out into the woods and... Oh, I would love that. I will say, too, I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's Gen Z, it's the millennials mm -hmm. that really had the sway in the election. Right. And as a 25-year-old, I'm literally the year that's, like, between Gen Z and millennials. Oh, I don't wow. know, 1996, December. I'm 25, and I'm sorry, but it's impossible for young people my age to do things, like, even afford an apartment these yeah. days. It's not just, oh, I can't buy a house. It's we can barely afford an apartment. So a lot of people with the culture these days, they're moving in with their boyfriends or girlfriends. Mm -hmm. What do you know? We have a 50% divorce rate because we're doing things completely off balance mm -hmm. in our society now. But we're here, we're feeling like really bad impacts of everything. We're being hit by a bad economy. We can't afford to move forward in life. You also have the culture that is driven and connected to the politics of our day that's telling us to go down really toxic paths. Mm -hmm. And there is a way out of this. There's a messaging that can be taken on by the Republican Party, by conservatives. I have no idea what they stand for, not just with my generation, but like I don't know what the GOP actually even stands for anymore. So I'm just not exactly thrilled to see, what do you know, it's going to be same old, same old. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they're going to blame us in the victory speeches as they get back into their positions. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I was just thinking, <laughs> every time I get a stupid... 
Chuck Schumer, who we mentioned earlier, has remarkably similar uh, views of the Republican Party's future to Mitch McConnell, which is what you always want. Uh, he also had a, a very interesting thing to say about the illegal immigrants who are currently here in America today. Watch. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The Why? only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented <laughs> yeah, you there are here. It's the ultimate goal. million or however many... <laughs> We don't know. Um, wow. There's a lot to unpack there, Morgan. That one hurt. Um, I mean, they, <laughs> like they, they tell young people to be scared about procreating for mm -hmm. multiple reasons because mm -hmm. it's going to drain your opportunities in life. And then they might die in climate apocalypse. Yeah. And you just don't know. You can't afford it. Stacey Abrams was like, well, we're solving our economic problems by having right. more abortions. Yeah. If you can't pay with the inflation rates these days, then just get an abortion. Right. It's sick. And then they what? Tell us because we've been encouraged you to not have kids, to not settle down and have families, and to abort your kids if you do get pregnant, now we need to replace what your children would have been doing uh -huh. in society with illegal people that came here from other places. It's sickening. It, it, it really There's something is. nasty. Like, they literally killed off millions of Americans, and now they're saying, well, we'll replace them with people that came here illegally. Well, there I, we go. I also I also love like the the blatant like well we'll just replace them with those brown people. <laughs> we don't. What do we care if they if they die in nine years from all of this climate apocalypse? They're 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 just they're the poor. Oh so we'll God. just replace them with the poor. They'll do you don't the have labor. To, They'll do right, the labor. Right, right. You don't have to worry about that. It's don't so get your hands dirty. We'll just we'll just bring in the poor the poor browns. Think how immaculate our lawns are going to be, guys. <laughs> after all this goes through, that is my plan. It's now, so nasty. You know what's it really funny? is when when when. I I write scripts for Glenn. I'll like write something out, and then I'll read it like five or six times with the with the you know the angle of how can this be attacked? Like how could my <laughs> enemies like turn this around on us? This clearly did not happen. Whoever I, I, I guess he wasn't reading anything, was he? This was off the top of his head. It I must don't have even. Been. I don't know. The, the complete de, you know detachment from yeah. from what it's you're like doing. So tone deaf. It's so tone deaf. I know. I mean, what are you talking? You want abortion on demand? That's what you guys want, and you're worried that are you? And you're now curious why we're falling behind in the population? That's yeah. what's crazy what? about it. I know. It's satanic. And, I, it really is. And, and and then, you know, it's always their solution is just, oh, well, let's, you know, let, let's provide a pathway to citizenship. You're never going to do that. They're never going to do that because I think they like the crisis more than anything else. Mm. What they're going to do is, like, they'll say, okay, Biden, just do another executive order. Let's just grant a bunch. But meanwhile, this year, we've had a record 2.5 million uh, arrests at the border. Mm -hmm. That's just the one we know of. Right. So there's tons more. I love more that you point that out. That yeah, that's in. important. That's yeah. just the apprehended ones. So, so, so he even admitted he doesn't even really know how many there are so we're just going to continue to do this every five ten years just this just executive order all congratulations you're now a citizen we're just going to continue to do that no i mean this is ridiculous i it's so stupid because you think that if you know all it takes is like one person to say look let's just redo our immigration system completely how about let's just make it easier for people to apply for citizenship and get here get here legally mm. that's 
way too much common sense mm -hmm. for Washington, D.C., but that's literally all they have to do yeah. to fix this, situ this, this issue. That's all they have to do. They won't do it because they don't give a crap about immigrants. Yeah. They're but a tool. That brings it word. up. I, I just am like, okay, so Trump was in office for four years. What goes on behind the scenes that prevents that kind of simple change from happening when a Republican is in office? That's like that's my frustration. I feel a lot of people think that, too. Yeah. So I, I hope that they can have these, these moments of realizing that, wow, we could actually get some real results that could affect people in a positive way, but... Will yeah. it happen or not? Yeah, no. I agree. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Do you know why? Are you an insider? <laughs> no, I'm not an insider. I, I mean, this thing ultimately don't care. Dearborn Public Schools in Michigan are pulling several pornographic books from school libraries uh, after the community expressed outrage at a school board meeting last month. Here is a mother at one of those meetings reading uh, just a portion of one of those books allowed in the schools. Watch. Hey, Elias, where'd you go? I'm in here with Mark and Bobby. Hey, guys, what you doing? Taking care of business. Have a seat. Huh? Why is it so dark in here? Can I come in now? No, you're too young. No, I'm not. Fine, but you'll have to prove it. I will. Uh-oh, I think I figured out what taking care of business means. We're each busting a load into this bottle. If you don't come, you have to drink it. Ha, ha, ha. That went sideways very fast. Like, where's she going what? with this? And then boom. Yeah, Jason's like, I was not expecting that ending. I was not expecting it. And that was not the only one. Uh, so thankfully, these will be pulled. But it's, it's a sad reality that it has to, like, the community has to stand up and, and wave their arms around for the school board to do anything. And sometimes some school boards don't. So, Morgan, um, last word. I feel highly disgusted. The fact that we can't even feel comfortable hearing those words yeah. in this public setting is enough to show that it shouldn't be in schools. We're giving it to the kids, It shouldn't be in schools. I know, thanks guys. Oh my gosh. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.